Uh, the the question question was like, what are some examples of like toxic love and like just like quality positive relationship love? Because it was like following up with the question of like something you're saying about like it can either be like toxic or like it's it's good. So, so I'm just gonna like elaborate on what are some examples of both. Positive love marriage would be like, I mean, you can, you can debate this, but like, let's say your partner likes something and then maybe you don't particularly like it, but because your, your partner likes it, you, you, you like endure it because of them. And let's say like watching baseball, you don't particularly like it, but you know your partner likes it and you want to spend time with them. You watch baseball, baseball with them. So a good aspect of like love, a positive aspect of love in their relationship would be like you putting your pride aside or you making a sacrifice and watching the game rather than you saying, nah, I'm not doing it because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But you do something either, 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 either something that you don't have to do, but you're doing it because you want to. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me ask a follow-up. Basically, the unselfish aspect is a good positive relationship. Unpositive aspect. All right, let me ask you a follow-up real quick then. So as a partner, can you adjust that sacrifice in the relationship to either how you enjoy it or how your partner enjoys it? And I'll give an example. With the baseball, right? Say the wife doesn't like baseball and she likes giving gifts. What she could do is get a gift, get her man's favorite baseball team that he enjoys and give him that as a gift. So it's her pleasing herself in a way because it's like, I like giving gifts and I'm giving my partner something related to baseball because he likes baseball. Yeah. So that like that's a W. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, a positive quality and love would be like it's really the the selfish aspect, I think. The unselfish. Mm. Unselfishness. Able to be empathetic. Like just anything unselfish you can think of. So like being empathetic of your partner's feelings. Uh, even when you don't feel like being respectful and communicating with your partner, but still doing it because they you know the love you have because of them, or just doing things because of like you just care about your partner. Just the unselfish aspect is something positive. But I'm mean, going that kind of answers your question. Yeah, but I guess in a way, I'm saying like, can you be selfish? while also being unselfish. So, like, I mean, like, I feel like your example is good. Like, say, okay, say the girl doesn't like watching baseball, but she could watch one hour with her man because it's like he likes that and then, like, he enjoys that. But also, couldn't the girl say, I don't like watching baseball, but I like giving gifts. So let me get my man a baseball gift. Okay. Wait. So okay. So how is she being selfish? Cause selfish in a way is like it's just something that she enjoys, but it's also like it's like it's not necessarily like selfish all to herself. But it's like she's finding a way to be selfish or selfless while also finding enjoyment in it. I mean, that's not really selfish. That's just killing two birds with one stone. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Really you, you, you don't have to do all that. I mean, you're taking the initiative, like, you know, I want to do something nice for my partner. So if I'm integrating something that I like, that we both like. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So that's being self-led. Sure. That's getting done. 
Like a complete rejection. Sorry. Like, what you think? I want to hear me out. What you think, dog? Like, I remember us talking, like, it's just the youngest these days. I, like, I told you I hate the culture, young young Yeah. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> even, even if I, like, talk to y'all, I would not marry you. Uh. I would not. What you think, Doc? That's a good question, but for sure. Well, what would some of those be? And how would you, like, I guess, uh, answer them? Like, answering my own question? Yeah. Well, my first questions would be about family history. Only because I think a lot of times people forget that, like, in your family, a history... Not just like spiritually, but just even like medically. If you have something going over, like say for example, you're about to marry a, a woman and her family has a history of blood clots. If you don't have that information and you have a kid, you could be unaware of the fact that there's a chance of them getting blood clots and dying prematurely because of that. So it's like, Knowing the other person, your partner's family history is a big, big thing. As much as you can know about the history, like, like where your parents married, did they divorce? Where your grandparents married, did they divorce? Your great grandparents, things like that. Was there like any medical stuff? Uh, like heart, heart uh, failure, lung failure, tissue failure, whatever. I don't know if the tissue failure is real, but kidney failure, all that. So that way, when you know your history and you know your partner's history, then you could, like, have a healthy child, healthy family, and, like, healthy generations afterwards, you know? It, it, it was a lot of things that aligned. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, so if a young man had blood clots in her history, would you, would you not marry her? Mm, I mean, if she has everything that I want in a partner... Yes, I'll still marry her, but I'm very cautious and alert with the, the information that's given to me. So before I even think about having a kid, I'm trying to, I would like be researching, talking to my doctor about the blood clots, how they could affect my child. Will it be passed on to one child or, or two children or no children at all? Could I somehow contribute to it if my family history has it? So it's like, I would still be the person, but it's just like, like you said, you just avoid things on the line because you're more alert and attentive of what could happen as opposed to just reacting. Like, imagine you don't have that conversation or talk with your partner 
then you find out that your kid has blood class, like you're gonna be scared. You're gonna be terrified. So it's good to know beforehand. I want to say that um, what they believe, another good question to ask too, you know, mm-hmm. if they're religious, there's uh, spiritual, whatever they believe in, because what he may believe in may clash with what, you know, what you and your family believe in. That, yeah, that said, uh, I think also too. Oh, not to cut you off, my bad. I'm gonna say also like, what could you have believed in in the past? Why is that important? This, this because say say like, okay, say um, your girl used to believe in tarot cards and astrology for example and then in the future she just says i don't believe in that stuff no more i don't have nothing to do with it and dog you can go back to your point after i make this say now you're with your wife or whatever then some strange reason she just feels like doing tarot cards again you yourself be like yo what the heck like what's going on but if you know like the prior history personally then you could even try to avoid it. You could be like, nah, like, I already know I've ripped. That's not something I want out of a partner. So either you're going to have to get rid of that for for good or just don't be with me, you know? Because sometimes, like, people say they, they used to do things or it's a while back or in the past, but they could still be going through it in the moment. They just don't want you to reject them, so they just act like they already deal with it. I think what you and Dr. saying, all right, like, very, very, two very important things. Uh, I mean, those two we said, I feel like, you, uh, you could say talking stage, but I feel like that's like, those two things, you can get it on like during the early stage, like it'll just come through conversation, but I'm, I'm thinking about something like, um, how should like, you know, important decisions be made in like a marriage or like how money should be handled, like just like down to like the nitty gritty, those, I'm not saying those two things are nitty gritty because it is important. Uh, the family history. We're talking about like marital uh, issues. Yeah. True. That, I mean, wait, what, do you, what do you think? Oh, yeah, Doug, I'll let you go before. Yeah, um... yeah the two things that could disrupt this, just, just the flow of marriage. So those two things can, but I feel like these two things like can really like, just make it or break it. Right. Oh, Doug, you can go ahead. The money question is definitely a big thing, discussion. Like, um, separate accounts, joint accounts, banking, uh, what is it? Who you're banking with, for example. All those things. I'm thinking, like, also, like, how should important decisions be made in the marriage? Like, you know, who got the final say? Or is it like 50-50, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll be both just agree on something. 
and also like what the view on like sub- submission is that I was gonna ask you, do you think the children is a big marriage uh deal breaker in this discussion? Like children. So say for example, a man wants to have one kid, but the woman wants to have five kids. Right. That that has to be like a discussion that happens before you get married. I mean honestly with that, I feel like the real issue is if you want no kids and you want kids. The number of kids, I feel like it, it doesn't want the, the, the compromise and how much you're able, willing to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like financially, to, emotionally support. And all that. But if you don't want any kids and your partner wants kids, you know, that's, a, that's a big, you know, difference. Yeah. Rather than the number of kids. And you know you want kids for sure, but you only want one. And probably was five. It's a little bit of issue, but I feel like you can work through it and then come to like a number or come to like a reasoning. If y'all both aren't like hard, if y'all both are willing to work on it, or no, if y'all both are willing to compromise, yeah, like to get to a a number, you know what I'm saying, where they both can live with. But if you don't want any kid and you sell that and she wants kids, that's an issue. Yeah, sometimes people yeah, still get married like that. That's very disgusting. You're going to be sitting there 40 with no kids and you're going to resent your partner. And then your partner's like, your, I'm your, living life. One, then, bro, I want kids. I mean, your, your, your partner's going to be I don't want kids. Yeah. And this is how we're going to go. And then um, the divorce happens because of kids. But then it could have been avoided if you just listened to what the partner said from the beginning. And now there's a 40-year-old lady with five cats and zero kids. Talking about what could have been. The number is a part. Don't get it twisted. But I feel like it's something that can be easily communicated or easily, like, you know, fixed. That doesn't mean nothing's easy. Everything's easier said than done. But, like, it's. It's less of an issue if you both want kids and if one wants kids and the other one doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Is, would lifestyle be a question like that to you? Like, uh-huh. lifestyle in terms of like where you're living, the type of money you want to be saving or spending, how often you want to go on trips and vacations, just your overall view of how you want to live your life. Yeah, you can add that. Right, random. You guys, you guys both have to understand. Like, we all both have kids. When you when you have kids, it's all the attention, time, and resources of going on the kids. But that doesn't mean like time for us should be mitigated and removed. So I, it is it is important. But I don't think too much, unless unless you know the individual like super. I mean, you can just still not be superficial, but sometimes the superficial things, you know what I'm saying, put more emphasis on things like vacation and lifestyle. But if you're just willing to go through thick and thin with your partner, regardless of your situation, then why would it be an issue? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I mean, there's nothing wrong. You know, you, you just want to look time for your partner. You want to, like, continue, like, growing with them and, you know, making experience and all that. But sometimes... Yeah. You got to go with the punches. All right, let me ask a personal question then, and then, Doc, you can answer first. First part is, why do you think you haven't found a partner that you're looking for or that you'll be comfortable with? And two, what do you feel like you have to do or accomplish before you can find a partner? So the first, the first part is why haven't you, like, why are you single right now? And the second part is, what do you need to do, and what do you want to be in a relationship? So why am I single right now? Yeah, we can answer that first. 
Doc can go first. Um, you said Doc? Yeah. I didn't just because I haven't put myself out there. I think it's a more personal issue for me. Never mean never mean the type of person I put myself out there. It's always just been you know, quiet kid that always just push me back until you know, meet me and then get to know me. But I never put myself in the forefront of trying to be friendly to, you know, people or try to get a girl and always just stay Message you come? Oh, well, my single? Yeah. Well, my single. I think single. Oh, my single. I mean, I know. Is it wild single? Like, Okay, on my single. Let me think. I'm thinking because no, I mean, it's two things. I can say it's two things. One thing right now, my my mindset right now is a little bit. I'm I'm focusing on other things right now. Um, focusing on my my school, focusing on as you see, you know. Maybe working and all that. Just some other things. So like a relationship wouldn't be something I could put my time and energy into. You know what I'm saying? Because a relationship is like an investment. So you could put resources, time, and energy into it in order for it to like you know get your return on it. And in my case, for me, it wouldn't be the best thing to do to put all my time and energy into that of my thing going on. So that's one reason why. Hmm. Number two, why am I also single? Um, the things I need to work on myself before I can add someone to it. Um, it's not a question of whether I can get her or not. It's really a question of if it's, if it's going to help me or not. You know what I'm saying? You can get any girl you want, but the best thing to do is kind of like, just kind of like let, let it come to you in a sense. Um, so like kind of how the generation and all that. It's kind of generation we have, you know, you know what I'm saying? It, it kind of where we live in, but it's kind of wicked. And then if you kind of like force it, it's not, it's not, it's not going to help in the sense. Mm. I kind of don't want to waste my time. I feel like, even if I did just moves here and there, but like, it was the, I guess, afraid, me being afraid that I waste my time, energy, and resources. Yeah. Waste my time, energy, resources, plus there's other important things that I could be doing. But even with that issue being said, 
I like I would, it would be like human. Uh, a young man, you know, that's how you, trade, you, you crave intimacy and like attention. A small boy like you. That's why you do crave it. So it's like the small things, but yeah, so those are just short term things to help you get back. But the long term is really building a career, creating a family, and all that. And then currently, right now, I'm not ready for that. I, I got a little thing I got to worry about. Uh-huh. There's things within myself that, you know what I'm saying? To give my best to my partner, I have to improve on, like, I say, like, my personality. I, I, I think I have a decent personality, but there's some things within my personality I know that I got to work within myself. So. Yeah. Anyway. So, I mean, I, it was kind of over the place, but I feel like those two things. Miss Sadie Cohn. All right. So why am I single? Mm-hmm. I would say, for me personally, I'm very reserved and closed off and intentional of who I bring into like my, my life. So all my genuine friendships and relationships, they're not just only built with like time, but it's like intimacy at my own pace. And sometimes what I do is like whenever I'm interested in a girl or talking to a girl, at times I'm like so closed off unintentionally, it kind of like rejects them. So it's like if I'm not like being consistent within my own self and it's like it seems like I'm rejecting them when in reality it's just like an internal thing in myself that I have to improve on. So like to say it short, it's really just like I'm very intentional of who I bring into my life and I don't wanna unintentionally bring the wrong person in the wrong time into my life. That's why I'm single. And for like something I need to work on is definitely like any communication skills, especially with the partner, because a lot of times whenever I go through something, I like internalize it and just try to deal with it myself. But it ends up like hurting me or hurting people around me. So I couldn't be in a relationship if I internalize a lot of things because then I wouldn't be communicating with my partner what's going on, my thought process or my thinking of certain things. So if I don't improve my communication skills, then right now I cannot be in a relationship. But if I do improve those areas in my life, then I could potentially be like a good partner in a good relationship. And that was a that was a podcast answer. I'm not gonna cut. <laughs> that was a that was a podcast answer. You also did like other questions you should ask before marriage. I have I have like a couple. Oh, you could you could say the couple that you got. Yeah. Um, like, what expectations do you have for intimacy, sexual intimacy in the marriage? And do you have any, like, invitations to be, like, that I need to be aware of? Inhabitations, like, sexually or just in general? Sexual, sexual, sexual. Inhabitation. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, I'm trying to ask a follow-up question. So, it, like, to simplify it, you're saying, like, what you can't do in the bedroom to your partner. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe expectations for sexual intimacy and then things you cannot do. And intimacy, are you talking about the the frequency or, like, the quality? So, what I mean is, like, how good how good the sex is. Or how often you want to have sex, or how little you're gonna have sex in a relationship. Okay, so can I give a scenario then before we answer? So, uh, all right, we can answer first, and then I give a scenario. Uh, I said, can I give a scenario before we answer the questions? Like to like lead into it. 
All right, go ahead. Um, maybe maybe just say let's say you have experience and you 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 don't get have no experience. I a virgin. Say yeah. Virgin. Eventually. So you kind of want to see what she's like. I mean, you never know until you do it. But at the same time, people kind of have an like, idea already what they want and whatnot. And then you can also like build upon it already. Or if you guys both come into it with experience, you guys can just like kind of like communicate, you know, say, I like this, I like that. And what you don't like. This time you your your partner what you like and what you don't like essentially. That's how I think. That's kind of like I mean, probably really can't give a scenario. I just think it's like communicating it out. Because some people like I know a lot of people complain like, oh, my partner doesn't. Okay, I don't want to say a lot, but I've heard people say my partner doesn't satisfy me, or I find it difficult to like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like. How do you communicate that out, that aspect? Or I don't like when he does it. It's like, how do I communicate that out anyway, like, shape or form? And a lot of times it's no. And a lot of times it's no, actually. Like, you're right. So, that's what I think. But you can, you can go ahead uh, with you last day. Well, I was going to ask about frequency. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question, too. So, yeah, my question is going to say, so as a man in a relationship in that context, obviously, like, no man is going to turn sex down. Like, you want to have as much sex as possible, realistically. But not every woman is willing to have, to like, willing to meet her man's sexual needs. I mean, depending on the relationship, of course. But a man's frequency and a woman's frequency, be, especially in the context of being married, because y'all, that's all you got. So, I was going to ask. Say in the engagement process or like you're a talking stage, whatever. The man wanting to have and making his intention clear that if it's long term, I want to have as much sex as possible. But the woman being reserved and saying, "This is only the certain amount that I would want to have." So like for a number, so for a number, let's say a man wants to have three to five times a week, and a woman only wants to have once a week. Like, how would you go about that? Yeah, but I'll let Doug answer first and then you can go out there. Yeah, yeah, I just have a question. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, I will come to a compromise on, on that. I mean, sex is not the whole part of the, everything about the relationship, so that's just only the pleasure aspect of it. And there's many forms of pleasure you can get from the relationship besides sex. So, to me, it's not really a big, high concern as much as, you know, the male driving you wants to have, you know, as much as possible. But I would try to talk to her, see if I could, if we can both come to a compromise on, on uh, having sex for, for each foot, for us, for the best of us. Um, I don't think it's a big issue to talk about with you listening to some other. I don't think I don't think it really is uh it really should. But for me personally it's not something I would um not something I would go and argue about or go and find another female for because it's not really a big aspect in the relationship. But I would try to communicate with her and try to see if we can come to an understanding and an agreement on how many times we should, you know, indulge in activity. Yeah, to pin back off of that, I agree with him uh, in the sense that, in the sense that it's, it's not, if your if your relationship is, like, the foundation of your relationship is not built on, like, sex, and y'all can, like, you know, have other things to give you pleasure, then that that really won't be too much of an issue. Because I heard something, like, you know, couples that don't really have sex really, um, they, they, their, their relationship kind of, like, basically couples that don't rely on sex. Their relationships are more are fortune better than those that do, in a sense. So it's one of those things that, like, if you, if you go already going into it. Okay, now let me ask, like, a question from, like, a other perspective. 
if you're a man in a relationship, shouldn't you be with a woman that finds pleasure and pleasuring you? I mean, you, you got to, you, you, as a man, you should want to pleasure your woman. As a woman, you should want to pleasure your man. That, that's, I mean, that's the best thing to do. When you're right. in a relationship, not for selfish reasons. You know what I'm saying? That's how the relationship is going to succeed. Yeah. When you, when you put down your pride aside and she shoots down her pride aside and she wants to please her partner, you know what I'm saying? The best thing a leader can do is by being a servant first. So, as a man, as you being a leader, you have to serve your woman first. That's what I'm saying. So she can leave by, so she can see that, you know, that's, that's the way to do it. So, you guys can kind of like build upon that. Okay. So then to answer the second question, the part two that I asked, um, essentially it's like, what do you feel like, I was going to say, what do you feel like you need to accomplish? But since you kind of already answered, I will say, what would you look for in a partner before you settle down with them? Like, at least as a your life right now, if you were to. If that makes sense. Um, I guess for me, I actually I stand I I stand on it's um what they believe when you first hear, you know, if they believe in God. Um, if they're family oriented and honesty. Those three are the biggest those big three characteristics I try to find in uh in my significant other one to find. Because those three can take you, can lead you far in a relationship, you know, with you having a family oriented, with her being family oriented. Um, you know that she has a good relationship with her parents. You know that if she does have siblings, she has a great relationship with her siblings as well. That will bleed into your own personal family when she's takes care of not only you but if you guys decide to have a child if we decide to have a child then you know she's going to be a great nurturer a great parent for you know the children depending on how much you guys want but she believes in god i know that the female i want can pray with me she can believe in the same the same power upper power as me i know that she's willing to Read scriptures with me. Everything that everything that she believes in, I know that I believe. I believe as well, and it won't be kind of like a clash of a lash of beliefs. Because I'm not thinking about that as well. I think about the future of my like with children as well. Like how can we how can we be able to tell them about both our both our religions without you know then a clash between one another. So, what they believe is also important. And then honesty, I believe honesty is probably the biggest one because you can be honest with your significant other, but all in all, if it's not from your true intentions, that's also being dishonest. So, me trying to be honest with my significant other or my significant other being honest with me that's what I try to find the most. Just always try to get the truth. Always want the truth, no matter how bad it is. Because, you know, saying this truth will set you free, right? Yeah. With that, with that truth, with that honesty, I can be able to reflect on what she did, how she, whatever the reason is, I can be able to reflect on that and see her true intentions and, and, how she came out be being honest and I can tell myself and say, all right, I can forgive you and we can move past this and we can move on and we can communicate, you know, try to solve whatever's going on or fix whatever's going on, anything. But it all comes with honesty, honesty first. Those are the big three 
things I've tried to find in the female, uh, in the, um, the female order. How much did you come? So, are you both asking like non-negotiables? Sure. Non-negotiables. Three things that I want in the female. I think um, one is a woman of faith. Um, faith, you can say arguably it determines like someone's morals, ethics, mindset, views, and all that. So it's like one of the most one of the most single-handedly like most important things to someone. Uh, like the equally joke aspect, I think, is uh, important. So I feel like more faith. That's that's uh, uh that's number one. Number two, I guess non-negotiable would be because this, this is a little bit hard. But I said uh, a woman. That's always gonna love me, type. It sounds. I know it sounds weird, like damn, like or simp. Like, okay, like, so yeah, simp. So that. <laughs> like, uh, but I, I know, like, oftentimes, you know, you stop looking the best, or you know, what I'm saying, or you just, you know, you start working, you start making money, you stop looking the best, all that, and and then the youngin leaves. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wasn't genuine love. But I want something as, like, you know, even I'm not saying, like, you know, if things go bad, stay through it, but at least give me time and, like, patience. And, like, you know, step through my side, you know. So I can count on, essentially. I'd rather die. Someone I'm not going to pull when things switch up. Mm-hmm. So it's making someone a faith. It's only going to stick through the, 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 the tough times. It's also going to push me, I would say. The third thing, the, the third thing that, that's non-negotiable, that's the dying thing. Um, equally, I think, you know, family-oriented, and, like, just the respect and all that. So, but, I mean, I basically said two things, though. Like, just the um, faith aspect and then the, the right or die. And the cook. Yeah. And the cook, huh? Nah, but that's like that's that's like a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like if you if you're almost face and you're ready to die. And then you need some of my like my other wants, then I need something. Hey, where you better find her, bruh? <laughs> Alright, I'll we'll do this. If if she's listening to this podcast episode, <laughs> alright, story, story. Let's let's give an example. If she's listening to this podcast episode, what do you want to tell her right now? I love you. <laughs> uh huh. You, you didn't say nice rum rum. You said nice a lot. Hmm? You said nice. What? <laughs> I said you you didn't say nice rum rum. But that, that's like, that's part of the, the one. But I need, I need. Like a good. Like a Christian, and that she can cheer around at that. I need those two, like those. Like, you can cook. <laughs> Clean, wash everything. You got a nice little bum. You know what I'm saying? Everything. Hey, Tyler. I mean, that's 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 part of the want. That's part of the want. I'm gonna do the cooking though, like. Oh my days. The cooking, I did the job. But like, nice little bum in the gym, and you know what I'm saying? That's it's preferable. Really preferable, but it really depends on how you treat me and your mindset. 
that, 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 those are basically the two things I'm basically like pointing back to how you treat me and the mindset. All and right. we have other things that go on with that. Okay. So it's my turn. Mm-hmm. And finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you you're describing the dream girl because you you trying to find her like hey we've been waiting. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna into the air like. Hey, okay. If she listens to this episode, like, just contact him. You know where to find him. Me, I'll say three. I'll first. I only say like one or two things, but I say three things. Going on to like what y'all said, faith definitely is a big part. It just shows like your morals, your standards, things like that. Um, I would say that one of the big things is respect. Respect for me, respect for yourself, respect for your parents. But like, at least for me, most recently, I would say like, respect in your tone because you know sometimes people are passive aggressive, like they're mad at you, but they don't want to show that they're mad, so they say something in like a calm, a calm way. But you know that they're mad. Like, I'd rather someone just be like direct, like I'm mad at you, and this is why. But like I was saying earlier, I need to improve my own communication skills, but I would hate for it to be with someone and like, they can't just tell me directly, you did this and I don't like you for doing that. You know what I'm saying? So like, and I that's a res- I think that's a respect for yourself as well, because like, if you respect yourself in a relationship, you would communicate and tell your partner things. So it's like, it's things that I want, but it's also things I want to improve in, but respect, especially in your tone. Like, I wouldn't want to be with a girl that just slanders me. Like, that's crazy. That's so terrible. Like, like being with a girl and, like, she can't say one good thing about you. And it's not that she has to say anything good about you, but just don't be saying all this crazy stuff. Loki, that just remind me, too. A girl that, like, gossips is, like, so unattractive. So very unattractive. And me, personally... I feel like having good people in your life that you can come to uh, if you have a problem is is important. But if you're in a relationship, you and your partner are the, the main two people that have to resolve any issue before you bring in any other third party. And I think in some cases, not all, but you and your partner have to agree before you bring someone into your relationship issues or problems. Not all, not all um, circumstances. But some, I feel like you and your partner have to make an agreement. Okay, both of us are not doing something right. Let's bring someone else who either knows both of us or none of us that can give us a perspective and help us. Like, for example, like counseling. And then the third, what was I going to say? Oh, I would say like a self-dependence. Like, I wouldn't want to have a girl that I have to, I mean, you want to, I would say, like, I, me personally, I like spending time with people, so I would like to spend time as much as possible, but a self-dependence, like, you don't have to, you don't, like, your girl doesn't have to rely on you for every single thing under the sun, like, every single thing. Like, obviously, like, as a man, you want to provide and protect and take care of your girl, but if you have to, if you have to, like, provide, like, not provide, but if you have to or she has to depend on you so much to the point where you are lacking in other areas or you're not even able to take care of yourself, then that's an issue. But I would want a girl that's like, she's well-rounded enough that, yes, if she has a problem, she can contact me and I'll help her right away, but she has some knowledge or information on something. Also, too, I mean, I like a girl that's smart, like very intelligent, very intellectual. Like, for example, I would want to have a girl that could be on this episode and like have a direct conversation with us. Like that type of intelligence is very attractive. And and like, it just, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. It's just a turn on. Cause like if a girl came on here and was saying like, I don't, I disagree with this point. Here's why, or in my experiences or my perspective, I would, I would be attracted to her just because it's like, I'm seeing a different perspective and it's very intelligent. And like your points are being very like deliberate and, um, coming across in a way I can understand it. I would want in a partner that's, it's a want, but also I would say a need is just like, 
intellectual intelligence and also emotional intelligence of like knowing when and how to say things at certain times. Yeah. We like smart girls. I think another important thing, another question I asked was like, you know, the view on divorce. In what sense? In what sense? What would be your legitimate reason to get a divorce? Or like, what's the um, scenario like, in which you get a divorce? A lot of people would be like, ah, uh, uh, we got like a uh, uh, issue that's like not reconcilable. Irreconcilable differences. Like, hey, I mean, I don't know the, I mean, that's the name, but I don't know the specific reason as to that, but like, People say that, and they didn't get divorced, and then yours might be like, nah, like, you're not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, hearing someone's reason for divorce and their um, assessment as to how they go about it, I think it's important, really important. So, and then you can say another thing could be uh, the roles and responsibilities a husband and wife have in the marriage. You ask them about that. And then I like how you mentioned, like, you know, if you're looking for support outside the marriage, um, you guys both have to agree on, like, you know, let's both do it instead of just one person doing it. And like, you know, accountability and counsel and all that, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, because if you bring a third party without consent, it can make the issue even worse. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm trying to solve this with you, so why are you trying to bring another person when I didn't even know this person was coming in? Yeah, yeah it's like it feels like a betrayal in a way Question. 